This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Seattle, Mariners 2, Padres nothing as the Padres have lost three in a row. They drop back to four games below 500 at 55-59. and 59. Mariners improved to 61-52. and 52. Mariners have won it six consecutive games, and the Padres are shut out. Just three hits in this game for San Diego as Logan Gilbert is simply terrific. Picks up his 10th win of the season. lot to do on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll go back to Seattle. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May also have some post-game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse from players. The radio highlights, although I gotta tell you, not many at all. In fact, we don't have uh, an offensive highlight for the uh, Padres in our radio highlights today, but we'll break it all down. Our daily awards out of town scoreboard, all that good stuff to come. Well, let's start with the good in this game. Why not? Let's start with a little good. I think everybody would have signed up today for this bullpen, giving up two runs on a bullpen day. Nick Martinez, excellent Got in trouble, got out of it in three separate innings, three scoreless innings, 53 pitches, set the tone on a bullpen day. And we knew this would be difficult for the Padres to get through this game pitching-wise. Scott Barlow ends up being charged with a run in an inning and a third. Ray Kerr, inning and two-thirds, one earned run given up. Robert Suarez, a scoreless inning. Josh Hader, a scoreless inning. All in all, the Padres used only five pitchers and gave up two runs. And by the way, they got out of trouble a lot of times in this game. Mariners were only 2 for 11 with runners in scoring position, 8 left on base. That was the good in this game. I would have signed up for two runs given up on a bullpen day. But that was not the full story. We get to the other side of this game. Logan Gilbert was terrific. Seven innings, no runs given up, one hit allowed. He struck out 12, a career high. He retired 21 of the 22 batters he faced in the final 17 in a row at the end of the seventh inning. He was outstanding. And on one hand, this was one of those games where the Padres faced an excellent starting pitcher who was on his game from the very beginning. And you will run into games like that. The problem is 
is that the Padres, with where they are right now, they can't really afford those types of games. And they didn't get much at all from the middle of their order. Fernando Tatis Jr. didn't have a base hit. Juan Soto had his first career four-strikeout game. Manny Machado, 0 for 4 in this game. Xander Bogarts had an infield single. The only hit Gilbert gave up was that infield single by Xander Bogarts. So certainly, in a way... Yes, a tip of the cap to Logan Gilbert. He was outstanding, and that will happen to the best offense you know, in the game. That happens. But in a season that has seemingly been full of lots of games, and it seems like especially on the road, where things just don't seem to go the Padres' way, the two runs the Mariners did score in this game both came in sort of head-scratching ways. The first one, Ray Kerr comes in in the fifth inning, gives up back-to-back singles to J.P. Crawford and Julio Rodriguez. Mariners load the bases in a scoreless game in the fifth. He comes back to strike out a Eugenio Suarez with a 3-2 curveball. It was a great pitch for out number two. Then against Cal Raleigh, the count goes to 3-1, and one, and Kerr commits a pitch clock violation. A bases loaded walk with the three-ball count. Run comes in. Mariners take a one nothing lead. And you're thinking to yourself, if that ends up being the only run scored in this game, my goodness. Now, the Mariners got another run in this game, but again, something that just did not go the Padres' way here in 2023. Two-out single by Murphy puts a, a base runner on with two men away. Then Dylan Moore hits a ball beyond Trent Grisham in center. The ball kind of dances on the very top of the outfield fence, doesn't go over it. If it goes over the fence, it's a ground rule double. The runner from first base never scores. But, of course, it dances on the top of the fence, stays in play. That allows Murphy to score from first base. If it bounces over, who knows? Maybe the Padres get out of that inning with uh, no runs given up, and it's still a one nothing game. So both runs that came in, in their own ways, were sort of another example of things not going the Padres' way. And then on top of all that, the Mariners' outfield defense, and more specifically, Julio Rodriguez. Manny Machado has an extra base hit taken away. Great play by Teoscar Hernandez in right field in the second inning. There was a diving catch that took a potential base hit away from Garrett Cooper. Julio Rodriguez coming in on a ball in the eighth inning. In the fourth inning, Fernando Tatis Jr. hits another ball 400-something feet. How many times have we seen this in the last couple of weeks? And Julio Rodriguez leaps at the fence, steals a home run. It has been awful luck for Fernando Tatis Jr. as of late. Jake Cronenworth, there's a ball in the fifth inning. He hits the left center. Rodriguez makes a running catch on it in the gap. Things not falling. Balls not bouncing their way. Pitch clock violations. And another ball game here today where... The Padres didn't have things go their way. The lucky parts of baseball did not seem to fall in their favor. But on top of that, the main story is Logan Gilbert, and he was excellent in this game. Seven scoreless innings, one hit allowed. He struck out a career-high 12. And I think if this season to this point had gone differently for the Padres, who, by the way, had an opportunity to pick up a game in the wild card standing seemingly every night with these teams not playing well in front of them, They have opportunities to pick up ground, but they're not taking advantage. And they do remain just four games out of a wild card spot here at the end of tonight. But they they continue to not take advantage of those opportunities. And uh, look, uh, I think if 
things were going differently, you would probably chalk this game up to, you know what? Logan Gilbert's a really good young right-hander with terrific stuff, and he was on his game. And throughout an 162-game baseball season, you will run into nights like that. It happens to the best teams in baseball. The problem for the Padres is they can't afford nights like this with the offense, no matter really who they're facing. And they certainly can't afford to have three-game losing streaks with where they are in the standings and what they need to do and the mission to get back to 500. I mean, keep in mind, the Padres over the last week or so have had three separate opportunities to get back to 500, and now they find themselves back four games below. It's almost a feeling of being back at square one, and it just... Adds on to the frustration, I suppose you could say, that the primary issue so far with this team in 2023 is that they have been unable to carry momentum one day to the next, one series to the next, one stretch of games to the next. Even though you zoom out a little bit, yeah, they're 18 and 14 since the start of July. A few days ago, that was 18 and 11, and they had been playing a better brand of baseball since the start of July. But... Now they're back to four games below, so now it's another uphill climb just to get back to 500. With all that said, four games out of a wild card spot, and it doesn't feel like it would take much to get in. It doesn't. Not with the way these other teams are playing, uh, but the Padres unable to score a run in this game. Three hits, one against Gilbert, and they're shut out for the ninth time here this season. Lot to break down. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. We'll have the highlights for you. Recap it in its entirety as the Padres fall in this series opener to the Seattle Mariners. More to come when we come back on our post-game show right here on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Scoreless day in Seattle for the Padres as they fall 2-0 to the Seattle Mariners. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday evening as we wrap this one up. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. Stay tuned for that. We'll also hear from Nick Martinez coming up in a little bit as well. So much more to get to on our post-game show. Let's recap how this one went down at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. In the bottom of the first inning, Nick Martinez got into a big-time jam. J.P. Crawford hit a double off the right field fence. Julio Rodriguez singled. Runners on first and third with nobody out. But then Julio Rodriguez was caught stealing second for the first out, and Martinez would get out of the inning 
with no runs given up. It was a theme for Martinez. He worked around a one-out double in the second and then a leadoff single in the third. Mariners were just one for seven with runners in scoring position against Martinez through three innings. No runs scored. To Nick Martinez's credit, he was really good. Three scoreless innings. 53 pitches did his job in a spot smart, uh, spot start on a bullpen day. Meanwhile, the Padres couldn't get much going against Logan Gilbert. Fernando Tatis Jr. did nearly hit a home run in the third, but Julio Rodriguez stole it in center field. Martinez, like I said, done after three innings. Scott Barlow dealt a scoreless bottom of the fourth inning. Early on, the bullpen game was going well. The problem was that the Padres were just not doing anything against Logan Gilbert. He tossed five scoreless innings to begin the night, facing just one batter over the minimum. The one hit he had given up was an infield single. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Barlow issued a one-out walk. Ray Kerr entered. J.P. Crawford singled. Julio Rodriguez singled. The bases were loaded. Kerr struck out. A. Eugenio Suarez on a 3-2 curveball for out number two. The count then went to 3-1 and one on Cal Raleigh. And then Kerr was issued a pitch clock violation. Ball four, a bases loaded walk, a run scored, and that's the way the Mariners took a 1-0 lead. Kerr got out of it with just that one run allowed. In the sixth inning, Kerr got the first two outs, but then Tom Murphy singled. Dylan Moore was next. Murphy leads the 2-0 pitch. That's it hard in the air to deep center. Trent Grisham on his horse, racing straight back, still going back. Can't make the catch. Sort of rolls on the top of the wall, then back down onto the warning track. Murphy has scored more into third base with a triple, and it's 2-0. A 2-0 Mariner lead. And that came, of course, on that uh, RBI double by Dylan Moore. Logan Gilbert was simply dominating. He struck out batters 11 and 12 in the top of the seventh inning. The 12th was a career high for Logan Gilbert. He had retired 17 in a row at the end of seven shutout innings. He was done. Padres bullpen continued to keep it close. Robert Suarez pitched a 1-2-3 bottom of the seventh inning. Padres then had their best scoring chance in the eighth against Seattle reliever Matt Brash. Jake Cronenworth made it an 11-game hitting streak with a one-out double. He went to third on a wild pitch. G-Man Choi Drew a pinch hit, two-out walk. He was pinch run for by Jose Azokar. But then Brash struck out Trent Grisham to end the inning. Padres stranded. The tying runs on base. Padres went to Josh Hader in the bottom of the, 11, uh, the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. He pitched a one-two-three frame in that inning. On to the ninth inning, Padres still trailing to nothing. Andres Munoz entered for the save chance. Hassan Kim hit a leadoff single. That brought the tying run to the plate in Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis hit into a fielder's choice, so he was on first base with one out. Juan Soto struck out looking his fourth strikeout of the game. The ball game was left up to Manny Machado, who represented the tying run. Here's the pitch, and Machado hits a ground ball to shortstop. Crawford charges, goes the short way. They force Fernando out at second, and the ball game is over. Gilbert, Brash, and Munoz shut out the Padres on just three hits. And they win game one of this two-game set by a final of two to nothing. It was really the Logan Gilbert show here tonight. Logan Gilbert, outstanding, picks up his 10th win of the season, seven shutout innings, a career-high 12 strikeouts, one hit given up. 
and that was the ball game. Seattle wins it 2-0 over San Diego. Padres shut out for the ninth time this season. Padres have now lost three games in a row, but they do remain four games out of a wild card spot in the National League. Disappointing performance offensively for the Padres. No runs, three hits, one error. They left on four. Mariners, two runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on eight. Padres back to four games below 500 at 55 and 59. Mariners improved to 61 and 52. They've won six in a row, and they've won nine of their last 11 games. Mariners, like we said in the pregame, playing some very good baseball right now. Didn't need a whole lot of offense in this one. Logan uh, Gilbert and their bullpen uh, bullpen took care of it. No runs uh, for the Padres here tonight. Let's go back to Seattle. Here's some postgame reaction from Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Unlike some of them, Gilbert is a heck of a pitcher. What did he do tonight? Everything. <laughs> you know, elevated, breaking balls, splits, late, you know, off count, sliders. It's probably the best game he's pitched all year is my guess. Can't come much closer than a couple of those balls to the wall. You know, in Toddy's case, it feels like he's getting one a game. And I don't know that anybody's been unluck- as unlucky as him here recently. I mean, I think probably three balls robbed, you know, in the last week or so. Staying in the big part of the park, doing what you want to do, trying to fight through some, you know, a little bit of a drought, but it's just, it's, it gets pretty frustrating. Just thinking your bullpen. You know, all in all, we gave up two runs. You know, one on a pitch violation, and you know, and then then another that just got over Grisham's head. So having to use that many guys and go through a bullpen game, which we were up against it a little bit today, to give up two runs keeps us in a game. Just couldn't do anything with their pitching. Did you talk to Kerr to ascertain kind of what happened there? Did it speed up a little bit? What's that? Did he talk to Kerr to ascertain what Apparently happened? Apparently, just lost sight. Of, that's what happens sometimes in situations. You know, you get. You lose sight of the the clock. It's not that easy to keep your, you know, keep looking at it every pitch. Fernando, it's clearly frustrating in kind of this yeah. rut that he's in, but he's still doing a lot of the things that you want to see him do. He's still playing a great right field. What Correct. do you kind of make of the way he's handled? I mean, what could be one of the rougher stretches of his, of his career? I think he's handled it beautifully. Every day becomes positive. You know, doesn't want anything to do with the day off. You know, might be able to give him a DH day here pretty soon. His workload, like we were talking about earlier, with. You know, missing the first few games and playing basically every one um, after as long a time off as he was, I think it's fantastic. Keeps himself in great condition. He's positive every day. I know anybody else would probably be showing a little bit more frustration than he is with the at bats that he's he's taken right now and the you know the lack of success. And not to kind of harp on it, but the fact that he has done a lot of good things to play, the underlying numbers suggest that he's done better than what the real numbers say. What do you make How do you assess his performance on the whole in that in the last month or so? Frustrating. So, I mean, you know, there's some some at-bats where he gets a little antsy and wants to swing a little bit and um, hit his way out, but for the most part, he's kind of doing it and just not getting any luck for it. Staying up the middle, staying the other way, typically you try to pull uh, when you're in getting a little bit of a tough luck, but he's not. He's staying pretty disciplined in what he's doing all the way around. Where does what the bullpen did today set you up for tomorrow? You We're a lot better it? today, especially with Josh pitching, pitching the eighth and taking some of them off the guys, you know, Wilson and some of the guys we've been using down there. So we should be in pretty good shape tomorrow. 
That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from in uh, inside the clubhouse in Seattle as the Padres fall 2-0 to the Seattle Mariners on this Tuesday evening. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios. You heard Bob Melvin get asked about Fernando Tatis Jr., who is in the midst of a slump right now. And we read off the numbers about Tatis in the pregame slumping. We'll dive a little bit deeper into it later. But it's been a mix of, I think, just the guy slumping, He's chasing a lot, and you heard Tony talk about him getting pitched up and in a lot, and he's kind of waving at stuff low and away uh, a lot too. So he's chasing. He doesn't look great at the plate right now, but there has been an added factor in this baseball of him getting some really bad luck. I mean, from Friday until today, the last five games, he's had two home runs taken away from him. The one on Friday by James Outman, the one here tonight with Julio Rodriguez. So there's been bad luck. The ball he hit. Uh, in that uh, fourth inning that was taken away by Rodriguez, 109 miles per hour exit velocity. He, he hit it 410 feet. The expected batting average on that ball was 990. And it got caught. So that's the way it's going right now for Fernando. Um, I'm personally not very worried about Fernando. Guys go through slumps. I think all in all, what he's done here after not playing Major League Baseball for a year been pretty good and especially when you consider the position change and the ways embrace that all of it uh, but he's going through a slump and that happens you heard Bob Melvin talk about the pitching there and this is where this one really hurts and let's throw out what Logan Gilbert did for a second and obviously we can't do that because he was the main story of the game but the bullpen another bullpen day where this bullpen performed really well again I said it at the very top of the postgame show I think everybody would have signed up for two runs given up today. And the offense could not get anything going. Now, they ran into somebody on his game. He's a good young right-hander in Logan Gilbert. Tip of the cap to him. But, hey, when you've got the names Tatis and Soto and Machado and Bogarts and Cronenworth and Kim in your lineup, you got to find a way and find a way to back up your bullpen. And we've so often talked about this team not quite being in sync, right? The last two days, pretty good examples of it. Yesterday, they get out to a 5-0 lead, and all of a sudden, the starting pitching falters. Seth Lugo gets charged with eight runs, gives up eight runs in the fourth inning. In a day where they had a 5-0 lead and ended up scoring seven, and then here today, the bullpen on a bullpen day gives up two, and the Padres score none. Again, that that lack of syncing up on so many nights, seemingly, uh, Popped up again in this one here today. We'll step aside. we got much more to get to. Give out more of our nightly awards. We also will hear from Nick Martinez on the other side of this break. Go back to Seattle. Here's some postgame reaction from inside the clubhouse. Again, the final score, Mariners 2, Padres nothing. Back with more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our 
Post game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Mariners 2, Padres nothing in Seattle. We'll go back to Seattle in just a little bit. Here from today's starting pitcher, Nick Martinez, who is good. Three scoreless innings on a bullpen day set the tone early, dealt with trouble. We'll dive deeper into Nick Martinez's outing in just a little bit. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Speaking of starting pitching, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware here's all you need to know about logan gilbert's performance for the mariners here tonight he put up the second performance in mariners history of 10 or more strikeouts no walks and one or fewer hits allowed The other game where a Mariners starting pitcher did that, the Felix Hernandez perfect game. That sums it up how good Logan Gilbert was here tonight. Seven innings, no runs allowed, one hit. It was an infield single from Xander Bogarts. No walks, 12 strikeouts, career high, an even 100 pitches. He retired the last 17 batters he faced. He faced 22 batters, retired 21 of them. Very talented young right-hander, and he was on his game here tonight against the San Diego Padres. Logan Gilbert, our ace pitcher of the game. Well, Nick Martinez in this bullpen game, look, did a great job. Three scoreless innings, 53 pitches, four hits given up. He got in major trouble in the first inning. Runners on first and third. Nobody out. Got out of it. Little help from Gary Sanchez, who threw out Julio Rodriguez trying to steal second. One out double in the second, worked around it. Leadoff single in the third, runner on second base with one out in that inning, got out of it. So, look, Nick Martinez did his job. Padres have asked a lot of Nick Martinez this year to go from a starting role to a bullpen role. And now a couple of times in the past week, they've asked him to start games and extend. I mean, he's somebody who wasn't throwing 30 or more pitches in these outings. And now twice in the last week, he's thrown 38. He threw 53 here. I cannot say enough about Nick Martinez and his willingness to help this team both last year and this year in whatever role they've asked of him, and that rang true again here in this game here today. Let's go back to Seattle. Here's some post-game reaction from Nick Martinez inside the clubhouse. No big deal to you, I assume. You know, yeah, my body, everything felt good. I've, you know, personally, I felt like I was, like, fighting my mechanics and, um, more of an internal battle today and um, cost me some pitches. Uh, maybe then they put together some good at bat. So um, not as efficient as last time, but that's part of the game, you know. And just kind of kind of have to have to battle through that. And uh, other than that, body body felt good. All that did though was make you throw more pitches. Like Bob had only said that three innings was what he expected from you, and you got through it. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I was expecting, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I try to be as economical as possible. I think any pitcher does. And so, um, with, you know, like 45, 60 pitches in that range. And so, I think if I would have been a, a little bit more economical, maybe go out there for a fourth and, and help the guys out a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I, I gave him what I could today. A lot of trust in Gary throwing some of the pitches that you did. Like, what was what, what yeah. Gary's done 
Yeah, you gotta trust. I mean, if you don't trust your catcher, like, what are you, sure. What are you doing out there? <laughs> um, no, he's great. He's blocking. I mean, it's, it's it, uh, there's a lot of confidence in guys on third and, and scoring position with less than two outs for him to block and, and keep them keep them at bay and um, communicate. I mean, it goes down to like you know communication and his work ethic and uh, it's 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 all positive. Not the result you wanted today, but everyone kind of did their job in the bullpen, which sets you up at least for tomorrow. If things have gone haywire, maybe there's yeah. more. Issues. Like, what do you make of kind of what the bullpen did today, and hopefully how it saves them going forward, saves you guys? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a you know silver lining, right? Like we, we didn't win today, we wanted to win, and um, you know Gilbert had a great game, uh, pretty good pitcher, and so he was able to keep us at bay and had some help with some great defensive plays behind him today. Um, but again, bullpen came in, did the job, uh, kept it close, and. You know, we'll be ready to go out, go out there and, and fight tomorrow. That was Nick Martinez from inside the Padres clubhouse earlier this evening as the Padres fall 2 nothing to the Seattle Mariners. And again, Nick Martinez did his job, as did everybody, out of this bullpen today. I mean, you know what? Bullpen day for an offense, the Mariners, we read off the numbers in the pregame. They had been scoring nearly five and a half runs per game the last 12 games. They held them to two runs. Padres offense could not take advantage. We'll step aside, come back with more here on our post-game show. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, more of our nightly awards to give out. And if you want to squeeze a phone call in, you can, 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call if you want to get involved. Mariners beat the Padres 2-0 on this Tuesday in Seattle. Back with more on the post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as we approach 10 p.m. on this Tuesday evening. Padres fall 2-0 to the Seattle Mariners as the Padres have dropped three in a row. They drop back to four games below 500. But I started the post game at the very top with good news, right? Told you about the bullpen, what they did. Well, I'll give you another piece of good news. Padres didn't lose any ground in the wild card race today. We'll have the full out of town scoreboard coming up in a little while, but the Padres are four games out of a wild card spot. They were there today, four games out. So they did not lose ground, but they did not pick up ground either. And that is the main problem right now for the Padres is that these teams in front of them, Miami won tonight, Arizona lost, Cincinnati's not playing well. All these teams 
are not playing all that well. A lot of them. The Cubs are. Giants have been not so good, so-so. Philadelphia is playing fairly well. I look at the wild card standings right now. Here's here's the potential issue for the Padres. You know, Philadelphia is a good team. Giants are, are a good team. They're 10 games above 500. The Cubs, 59 and 55. They played really well. They've been hot. Can they keep it up? I don't know. But the problem is the Padres are just not going on the run. And as we get deeper, now less than 50 games to go. That is That's the remaining question. Can they go on the run? They haven't shown the ability to to this point. That will be the question for this team. It is doable. We've said it for weeks now. We said it over the weekend. It's doable. Four games, 40-plus games. should say four games back with 40-plus games. You play the kind of baseball you're capable of, that the talent level is at. Very doable, but it requires this team not losing three in a row, something they can't do moving forward. So, not a good one here tonight. Padres fall 2-0 in Seattle. We will get some of your phone calls here coming up in a second. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Well, I'm going to go positive here for a leaf pitcher because the Padres' bullpen was really good in this game. They did their job. They held up their end of the bargain on a bullpen day. And a look at what Robert Suarez did in the seventh inning. Had to face Rodriguez, Suarez, and Raleigh 2-3-4 in the Seattle lineup and got him 1-2-3 on a grand total of 10 pitches. So for that, even in a loss, we'll go with Robert Suarez, our relief pitcher of the game. Hater in the eighth inning, 1-2-3 against Hernandez, France, and Canzone. His bullpen was great. Did enough to win this game here today. Robert Suarez will be our relief pitcher of the game. We'll stay on the Padres' side for this one here tonight. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to stay on the Padres' side for our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Well, I'm toying with doing something that I don't normally do, and that's double up. Ace pitcher was Logan Gilbert. I'll tell you what. When you look at player of the game here today and you look at the Mariners' offense, now Julio Rodriguez had a couple of hits, was outstanding defensively. Crawford, three hits in this game. But you look at what Gilbert did here tonight. He was so good that I think we're going to do something we don't normally do, and we're going to double up. He's our player of the game, Logan Gilbert. Seven innings, scoreless, one hit. It was an infield single, career-high 12 strikeouts, 100 pitches. Padres had one runner on second base through eight innings. That's against Gilbert. They didn't have a runner on second base is the point. He was outstanding. And we read that stat off earlier about today's outing. Let me pull it up again so I can say it correctly in case you missed it. Just to give you an idea of how rare tonight was for Logan Gilbert, what he did. 
Gilbert put up just the second performance in Mariners history of 10-plus strikeouts, no walks, and one or fewer hits allowed. The other was Felix Hernandez's perfect game. That's how good Gilbert was. So he's our ace pitcher of the game and our player of the game here on the Padres Radio Network tonight. He was outstanding, and the Padres could not get anything going against him offensively. Before we take a couple of your phone calls here, let's pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFN HD1 San Diego. This is Trent Grisham from the San Diego Padres. Padres play here on 97.3 The Fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here on our Padres post game show on the Padres radio network. Padres fall 2 0 to the Seattle Mariners in this series opener. Mini two game series in Seattle. We'll tell you more about tomorrow's game coming up in just a little while and uh, much more to come here on our post game show. Let's go to the phones, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call is always 833-288-0973. We lead things off tonight. We go to Point Loma. Jeff, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Hey, Sammy, and uh, thanks, Frank, for letting me pass through. I mean, just <laughs> wanted to say for the whole season, uh, thank you for being the great backstop to Padres fans and getting beaten up every night <laughs> uh, because you can't <laughs> – None of us can play the game, and we all sit there and wish and heartfully feel uh, that we could do better um, with them. So, hey, I just want to say thanks. been calling a couple times, and I just want to say thanks to you for having me deal with it the whole time. Really appreciate it, man. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate that. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a wonderful job here. Uh, obviously, the job is – more fun when the Padres are playing good baseball and they're winning and uh, we're having times in the postseason that we had last year and all of it. But uh, I'm I'm a lucky guy uh, to, to talk about a game I've loved since I was a kid uh, for a job. So thank you, Jeff, very much. Appreciate that. And uh, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. And it's it's all good. Win or lose. You know what? It's uh, it's always fun here on the pre and post game show. It's fun being at the ballpark every day and appreciate that. Uh very much. Uh, let's go to Caesar calling in from Chula Vista. Hi, Caesar. Hey, how we doing? Thanks for having me on tonight. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, so uh, I mean, I, I like how you're keeping it positive. You know, kind of piggybacking on the last caller. You know, I, I appreciate it. We need it. This has definitely been a rough, rough season. I know we expectations were high, and you know, it just seems like things haven't been falling our way. You know, I I feel like Sunday we we kind of were. On the same thing where a ball falls this way or that way, I know Tatis is, he's been smacking the ball hard, and unfortunately, it just, it just hasn't fallen his way. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's still on a positive note. It, it's good to see him out there hitting like he is. And, you know, we just got to keep it going. You know, I, again, Kim doing his thing out there, and, and Jake has been hitting. And, you know, sooner or later, these balls are going to hit our way, and, and, and things are going to start clicking. You know, I, I think a big miss that we're, we're really hurting out there and not, not to put anything away from the bullpen. I mean, Martinez pitched excellent, mm-hmm. you know, on a bullpen day, giving up two runs, you know, that's a, that's a good day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think Waka coming back is hopefully really going to improve this and we can't forget that Musgrove's out. So, I mean, we got two of our big starters that are, you know, not in the lineup. So, you know, I, I think with them coming back, I think that's going to be a positive step in the right direction, but you know, I, I don't know how you feel. I, I know, you know, we, we got our new players from the trading deadline, but I, I really thought we had something going with the DH situation with Cappy and, and Sanchez, you know, platooning the way they were. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I kind of feel that that was that was working. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
you know, why are we falling off of that? I don't know what your what your idea is on that, but that's I, I missed that lineup. <laughs> yeah, Caesar, it's a good point, and I'm happy you brought it up. Look, I think. I mean, look, I, I understand Cooper and Choi were brought here to DH to play some first base, and and I want to give those guys a shot. I do, because they're, they're real major league hitters, and, and obviously they improve the depth of your bench. Neither have, have done anything super noteworthy yet, but, I mean, I, I'm not going to judge them after less than a week here with the team. I will say this to your point, Caesar. I mean, you know what? Luis Camposano, with what he did yesterday, the two home runs, he's been productive that mix of having Sanchez and Camposano both catching and in the DH spot, I mean, it's something that was kind of working. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to do it because ideally you don't want your catchers having to do that every night. Um, and you did get Cooper and Choi for a reason. But I would not hate the idea of... You know, if Camposano's hot, you don't want him behind the plate, okay, then he's got to be in there some way, somehow. I, I don't think that's a crazy idea. I don't. So, you know, after yesterday, yeah, I'll, I'll admit, you're you're kind of looking at the lineup and saying, man, he had four hits and two home runs yesterday. If he's hot with how important these games are, you got to throw a little bit of, uh, of conventional wisdom out the window, and he's got to play. Now, you know, again, if you don't want him to catch, that's all right. You know, look, I don't think that's their their that's their preference is to play it like that. I think at the time a few weeks ago, they they kind of felt forced into doing that because they were just getting so little from the DH spot. It's a good point, Caesar. I I you know, look if Camposano he's playing tomorrow, he's catching. We know that. If he has another good day at the plate, I mean, I, I don't see how you keep him out of the lineup until he cools off. So. I don't think it's a crazy idea, no. And look, uh, to your other point, you know, you brought up balls just not breaking their way, and it seems like it's been a season full of games where that has happened, right? And it's not all luck, okay? This is when you're four games below 500 here in early August. It's it's not about luck, okay? But today was a really good example of just uh, things not going this team's way for whatever reason here in 2023. The catch by Rodriguez on the Tatis home run, okay? That's the second time since Friday Tatis has had a home run robbed. And he's slumping and he's chasing. We get it. But he's also running in some bad luck when he crushes balls, okay? That's part of it, too. And then the pitch clock violation in the fifth inning, okay? Unfortunate. It happens, okay? It's a big spot. You got a young pitcher out there and Ray Kerr lost track of the clock. I'm not excusing him, but... It happens. It's a bad break in a really bad spot to do it. And then even on the RBI double in the sixth inning, I mean, if that ball hops over the fence instead of dancing on the on the on the wall there, the top of the yellow line, it doesn't score the run. But instead it doesn't get over and it trickles away and the run scores. Just seems like there are a lot of nights where that kind of stuff happens, whether it's home plate replays, whether it's I mean, take your pick. I I don't know. If I, if I had the answer on how to flip that fortune around, I would. Here's what I do know is that it's not offensively, it's not bad luck what happened here tonight. Now, again, I said it, tip of the cap to Logan Gilbert. He was outstanding, and the best teams in baseball run into pitchers like that and get shut down. Okay, that's baseball. You're going to run into a guy who is on his A game, 
who's as talented and, and good of a young pitcher as Logan Gilbert is, and you get shut down. The problem is the Padres can't afford that. They can't, not with where they are in the standings, not with where they are record-wise, and they just need more from their big-time players. It's something I talked about on Sunday and Monday. On Sunday, Tatis Soto Machado combined 0 for 11. On Monday, Soto Machado Bogarts combined 1 for 12. Today, Tatis 0 for 4, although he did hit that ball that Rodriguez took away. Soto 0 for 4, 4 strikeouts. It was the first 4 strikeout game of Juan Soto's career. Manny Machado 0 for 4. Bogarts 1 for 3, but you know the one hit was a little infield single. You know, Kim has a base hit in the ninth inning. It's it's very, very hard to uh, blame anything that Kim does because he's been so good and important to this team. They need more from the Fernandos and Juan Sotos and Manny Machados and Sander Bogarts, the big four. It's something I pointed out pregame, okay? And and look, it's it's fair to, to, to put out these numbers because these guys are here to hit. The big four, Soto, Tatis, Machado, and Bogarts in the series against L.A., they batted a combined 188 with a couple of home runs and a double. So just three extra base hits in the four games against the Dodgers. You know, they, they need more than that from this team. If this team is going to go on the on the run that we've been waiting for forever, that you, you start to wonder if it will happen because we haven't seen it happen yet. We'll see. But uh, certainly disappointing night in a variety of different ways. We'll step aside, come back with the out-of-town scoreboard, squeeze another phone call, then or two, 833-288-0973. Back with more after this. Again, the final Mariners 2, Padres nothing on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Padres fall to the Mariners 2-0 in Seattle. Tough one. Logan Gilbert, outstanding seven shutout innings. He struck out a career-high 12. Padres had just one infield single against him. Obviously, the positive for the Padres, their bullpen in a bullpen game was great. Nick Martinez, Scott Barlow, Ray Kerr, Robert Suarez, Josh Hader combining to give up just two runs. The problem? Well, the Padres got nothing going against Logan Gilbert. They had three hits combined, and when they had a little something going in the eighth and ninth innings, they had runners on first and third, two out of the eighth inning. Matt Brash strikes out Trent Grisham to strand the tying runs on base. Leadoff single by Hassan Kim in the ninth inning. They had the guys you'd want up that can hit the ball over the fence, supposed to hit the ball over the fence. Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, they go down in order against former Padre Andres Munoz, who was part of the Austin Nola trade a uh, handful of years ago. All right, let's uh, go to the phones, 833-288-0973. We'll go to Rancho Bernardo. It's Don on the postgame show here on the Padres Radio Network. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? Doing all right. A little bit of uh, rain earlier today here in San Diego. I don't like that, but otherwise I'm good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I uh, wish you had more people to keep you company there on these uh, way games. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it gets – it gets. Yeah, uh, it, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Don. These are actually my least favorite games uh, to do, which are the West Coast road games because it does get late here in the studio. And, uh, sure. yeah, it's uh, it's kind of – it's dark outside. It's, it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thanks for thanks for holding on the fort for all of us because we we love to to listen to you after the games and um, it really helps a lot. Um, but you know, I was just going to say in these in these close games and baseball is always you know razor close typically. Uh, you've got to do the little things well, especially this part of the season. And they're just in this game anyway. They did not do the little things well, and it cost them. You know, Ray Kerr walking in a run on a pitch clock violation. Juan Soto letting that, uh, you know, not being in the batter's box or whatever mm-hmm. he was, wasn't was doing correctly. They got a strike on him um, that led to a strikeout. This stuff is just inexcusable at this point of the season. And I know Ray is young, and I think he's got a lot of potential, but he's had plenty of practice in the minors. I think they used that pitch clock all last year in the minors. They did. I think. Yeah, and, um, you know, these are things that just got to be automatic at this point, and, and they're just hurting themselves with thinking errors, you know, and you just can't hurt yourself with thinking errors in, in baseball. And I, I hope they turn it around, Sammy. I'll certainly be watching and hoping for a win tomorrow, and they're shockingly, as we all know, still in it. So, you know, thank God. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I'm with you, Don. I Look, it, it's, it, is so, it, it is so weird, Don, because – with, with all the things that have not gone right, and, and this is where this team and this season is still so tantalizing, right, Don? Like, yeah, with, yeah. With, with as poorly as things have gone in so many areas, and, and especially considering the expectations, you look up, and they're in it, and it doesn't take a whole lot to get there. You can see it with the way the teams in front of them are playing and the talent level this team has. They, they just need the yeah. one burst, but... They just have not been able to get that burst. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can pull. pull. I mean, they got a lot of opportunities with teams they in do. front of them. You're right. Play, yep. So. Yep. It's yeah, a good it's, point, Don. It's still, uh, still a season. Yep. All right, Don. Appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, it's Don and Rancho Bernardo, uh, one of our loyal listeners, loyal uh, callers, uh, ringing in uh, here on the uh, post game show on the Padres Radio Network. Uh, just before we get to the out of town scoreboard, because Don talked about it there. We talked about this the other night. It's just a critical stretch coming up. I mean, look, every game they play is critical right now. We know that. But you look at who they've got coming up on the schedule after this series. I mean, these are teams that are all in front of them in the wild card race. Arizona, then Baltimore, good team. Arizona for four at home after that. Miami, three at home. Milwaukee on the road for three. Then against St. Louis, they're not in the mix. San Francisco, Four at home, Philadelphia, three at home. That brings you up until September 6th. That's six series against teams that are ahead of them in the postseason race. I put Milwaukee in that because they are in first place in the NL Central, but that's a tight race between them and Cincinnati and the Cubs also. So all those NL Central teams, they may interchange in the wild card. But they're all teams, whether, you know, Milwaukee's... The point being is I'll put Milwaukee in that mix for that reason. This thing is right in front of them. If they just play the baseball that their talent says they're capable of. Not just by the numbers, four games out with plenty of time to go, but they're going to play head-to-head against all these teams. Now, look, they don't play well against those teams. That could sink your season. It could. But it's also an opportunity to to do it, to go on the run. We'll see what they do. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday evening. 
Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard today. Phillies and Nationals split a doubleheader. Phillies won game one of the doubleheader, 8-4. to four. Kyle Schwarber had a couple of home runs in that game. Game two of that doubleheader, Nationals won it 5-4 to four in Philadelphia. Joey Manessis hit a home run in the ninth inning against Craig Kimbrell. How about that? 5-4, Nationals win it. Put that doubleheader against Philly. Marlins beat the Reds 3-2 in Cincinnati. Jorge Soler hit a two-run home run in the seventh inning as the Marlins came back to beat the Reds. Tigers beat the Twins 6-0 in Detroit. Eduardo Rodriguez, who decided to stay in Detroit at the trade deadline, he declined a trade to the Dodgers. He pitched seven scoreless innings for the Tigers today. Rays beat the Cardinals 4-2 in Tampa Bay. Astros beat the Orioles 7-6. In Baltimore, am I allowed to say that, that the Orioles lost? Am I going to get in trouble by somebody? uh, Negativity against the Orioles? I don't know. Kyle Tucker, it was one heck of a loss, too. Kyle Tucker, ninth inning grand slam. Off Felix Batista, who's had a great year, the closer for Baltimore. A grand slam. They were down 6-3, to the Astros, in that ninth inning. And the grand slam gave them a 7-6 lead. Wow. Orioles lost. Don't get mad at me, Orioles. Braves beat the Pirates 8-6 in Pittsburgh. Cubs beat the Mets 3-2 in New York. It was the Royals over the Red Sox 9-3 in Boston. Royals hit three home runs in that game. Guardians beat the Blue Jays 1-0 in Cleveland. Tanner Bybee, seven strong innings in that game. Shutout innings against the Blue Jays. Rockies beat the Brewers 7-3 in Milwaukee. How about this? Rockies scored three runs in the 10th inning on bases loaded walks. They had three of them, and they win it 7-3 over Milwaukee. Yankees beat the White Sox 7-1 in Chicago. Aaron Judge, Kyle Higashioka home runs in that game for New York. Angels beat the Giants 7-5 in Anaheim. Brandon Drury had three hits in that game for the Angels. Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 5-4 in Arizona. Julio Urias went six innings in that game, picked up the win. And finally, Rangers beat the A's 6-1 in Oakland. Max Scherzer had six strikeouts, three hits given up in seven innings for Texas. And that is the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday. Now let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. One pitch. Fernando hits it in the air to center field. Rodriguez backing up. He's onto the warning track. He's at the wall. Leaps up. Did he catch it? Oh, my goodness. Nobody knows. Yes, he did. Wow, wow, wow. He held the ball in his glove. Fernando was all the way to second base in his home run trot. And then Rodriguez opened up the glove. Look what I found. What a catch. Well, one showman doing it to another showman. Julio Rodriguez robbing a home run from Fernando Tatis Jr. And then he 
held it in his glove. He didn't. The, what you heard from Jesse there, that was the appropriate reaction because Rodriguez held it in his mitt, didn't show it, and then with a smirk on his face, a smile, really, wide smile, opened up his glove, and there it was, the baseball. It was about like five, seven seconds between the time he caught it, and he's just walking, not doing anything. Fernando didn't know. He started rounding the bases like maybe he hit a home run. He just assumed. What a catch by Julio Rodriguez. That was our play of the game. He had two hits in this game. And I'll tell you what, appropriate for the play of the game because who knows what happens if Fernando hits that home run. Maybe it's a different kind of game. Maybe Logan Gilbert doesn't settle in the way he did. Who knows? And Rodriguez also. I mean, that was he made a great catch earlier in the game. He made a great catch uh, later after that. He had three catches that were really, really good. That one was the best. But he was great defensively, had a couple of hits, and uh, you know what? Julio Rodriguez, he's a showman, like I said. Fernando, certainly, he likes to put on a show. It, it kind of seems like something Fernando might do, you know, robbing a home run. Fernando really hasn't robbed a home run for as good as he's been in right field this season. He hasn't done that yet. I'm sure he will at some point in his career, as long as he continues to play out there. But it seems like maybe something Fernando would do, catch it. Not tell anybody he has it, then smile and show the baseball. Two of the most exciting young players in the game, Rodriguez and Tatis. It was unfortunate for Tatis because he continues to just run into terrible luck when he smashes baseballs. That kind of stuff normally turns around. Hopefully goes the other way for Fernando soon. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow's game. Same time, uh, same place, 6.40 p.m. first pitch tomorrow. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 5.40. Certainly hope you can join us then. Pitching matchup tomorrow. It'll be right-hander Yu Darvish on the mound for the Padres, and it will be right-hander Emerson Hancock on the mound for the uh, Seattle Mariners. He is one of, I've got to check this, he may be their highest-ranked pitching prospects. He, he's certainly one of them. Uh, we'll have more on that tomorrow. Hancock uh, is a, a right-hander, 24 years old, sixth overall pick in 2020 out of the University of Georgia. So they have not officially made that move yet, but uh, it was reported by a few people before today's game that Hancock is getting called up, and he will make the start tomorrow for Seattle. So again, you Darvish for the Padres, and from what we understand, right-hander Emerson Hancock will make the start for Seattle. First pitch, 640, pregame coverage at 540. Taking a look at the final totals in this one here today. For the Mariners, two runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on eight. For the Padres, no runs, three hits, one error. They left on four. Winning pitcher, Logan Gilbert, who improves to 10 and five. Losing pitcher was Scott Barlow, who drops to two and five. And the save goes to former Padre, Andres Munoz, who picks up his sixth save of the season. Time of game, a quick one, two hours, 25 minutes in the crowd at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, 40,231. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator tonight, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Seattle Mariners 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.